Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to 1111 Talk Radio each and every week. I'm very excited to introduce you to powerful individuals that are sharing their light and their beautiful expressions, both to share their information and how you might access individuals that you can work with to support your journey of empowerment and wholeness, but also to model to you how we each have the light within us and can truly exude our best selves. I also do this through 1111 Magazine, and the October issue is out. It is free. It is digital. You can go to 1111mag.com and access all the beautiful information from the six beautiful souls that I have featured uh, in this month's issue. And November is on its way to getting ready and being out as well, so definitely catch up with all of that information And I'm excited to share that with you. Today's show is to help you become more powerful, more epic, and more sexy. We're going to be talking about two books from an outstanding and beautiful young woman that is truly stepping and has stepped into her power. There is a whole new stratosphere of possibility for what power can look and feel like. Morgan Field says, that it's some next-level, juicy, magical goodness, and she wants to share all of that with you. She has identified some true sources of power and awakening and brought new possibilities of what power can actually mean. This means no longer doing shoulds, no longer doing obligations, giving up those things that would have you not have your desires. Instead of worrying about what the outside world thinks, what if you could truly do what you want? What if you could be who you want? What if you could allow yourself to love being yourself even more? Uh, I have to tell you, her latest book comes with a warning label. You are now leaving the land of ignorance and walking into bliss. You are walking into the true foundation of an unshakable power that the world around you forgot to tell you about, and it is palpable. It will bend your mind, it will make you uncomfortable, it will piss you off, and once you learn how to own what is truly yours, you will have the time of your life. Once again, my guest is Morgan Field, and she is the author of two books. Uh, Her first book is entitled Epic Sexy You, No Limits, No Rules, and her latest book is titled Powerful as Fuck, Own Your Shit, live the life of your dreams. She is a best-selling eight-time award-winning author of Epic Sexy You and Powerful as Fuck. She is an intuitive life coach, TEDx speaker, keynote motivational speaker, and founder of the global empowerment brand Epic Sexy You. She works with clients in 20 countries and counting, and she plays in the artistry of alchemy, turning subconscious blocks into catalysts for forward movement. And that means that she alchemizes individuals' darkness, their fears, and stretches them through out of their comfort zone into the playground of light that guides your path of metamorphosis and stretches you into a whole new world of possibilities. Uh, so I want to welcome Morgan Field to 1111. Welcome, Morgan. It's a delight to have you on. 
Yes, thank you for having me. I always get delighted when people also own the title. I think it's um, this beautiful juxtaposition in the spiritual community that we get to play with words and and not take life too serious and be able to be spiritual and swear. I just always giggle. I think it's so fun. <laughs> well, it, it, that right there is actually a powerful place to begin because yeah. so often, you know, Our limitations can be anything from simply a word that we have attached meaning to or Mm -hmm. have been conditioned into feeling or believing it's something to some of the bigger things in our life, like, you know, how we deal with money or relationship. All of that is conditioning and all of it ends up in the end being uh, constructs and constraints and judgment that we have bought into and taken on. There are several books out there now that that utilize the word fuck or utilize different types of words. And part of it, do you think, is it shock value? Is it is it kind of the wake up, a little way to wake up? Is it the time and the trends and the, um, the generations that are doing that? Speak a little bit about, you know, why you chose that title and what that means to you and how it affects the individuals that initially come to the book or come to the material. Yeah, so I create in a pretty unique way where I step out of my head and get into the soul of whatever I'm creating. And that book, that's what it wanted to be called. And so I it's not like Morgan Field created the name. That that particular book, that's what it wanted to be called. And it there was something about knowing that people who are turned off by a word, that they would not allow themselves the profound expansion that a book could offer them because of a word, that is informing you of the microcosm of what's going on in your life. Like if one word could stop you from expansion, where else is this showing up? How else, like if one word could trigger you and have that much power Mm. (laughs) and control you that much and piss you off or irritate you or make you feel a certain kind of way, you are handing all of your power to one word. So where else are you handing your power away? It's like actually a sign that there are energy leaks, right? The other thing is there is this beautiful tribe of individuals that are awakening on this planet right now that are realizing that we get to be many things. We don't have to just be one thing, right? We can be spiritual and we can swear. We can be spiritual and we can be sexy, right? Like things that typically weren't put together. It's the juxtaposition energies are starting to be able to be paired together. You can be whatever you want. You can be whoever you want, even if it doesn't fit into the boxes, the constructs, the pre-written containers of the world. Like You get to create whoever it is that you want to be and giving yourself permission to go in what may appear to the outside world as things that don't match up together, things that are mutually exclusive and don't belong together. And so I I feel like in its own way, it does get to, you get to break the rules of whatever it is that maybe you grew up in or that the world wants to put on you and give yourself permission to actually just be who you actually are. I love how you expressed that, uh, both points, 
are truly powerful. And I think ultimately, from that spiritual perspective, if we are really empowered and here to do the work that is meant to be done, it means to come to a place of neutrality Mm. around everything so that we truly can step out of places of judgment and into acceptance. And that begins with the acceptance of ourselves. And for that reason, uh, initially this show was supposed to be about your latest book, which is titled Powerful as Fuck. But I can't start there because of the beautiful foundation that you have created in your first book. And for people that don't know you, I think it is vastly important to begin their journey with this foundation because before you can get into your power, you have to know what it means to love yourself. You have to know what it means to move beyond the boundaries. The many things that you talk about in Epic Sexy You, No Limits, No Rules. And I want to start with a bold statement that you have right in the beginning of the book. Self-love is hands down the most crucial brick in the foundation of creating a life that you love living. And self-love is something oftentimes that's thrown around or people think they love themselves, but, but you do really allow people to go into the deeper aspect of what is self-love really and am I, am I willing to own it and claim it and design it and truly contemplate what it is. Talk a little bit about the the true depths of self-love and how to get past that surface type that so often people uh, from a mental place go, oh, I love myself, but mm. really are willing to sink down into the body and truly see, you know, the intricacies of how they may not be loving themselves so they can make the change. Yeah, that book was written initially for, specifically for women, because what I noticed was, we are conditioned, we are natural nurturers and we are conditioned to nurture others. And we have a lot of roles that we play in the world that leave us with this subconscious thought track of, okay, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? What do you need? Who do I need to be for you? Who do I need to be for you? Who do I need to be for you? And we don't stop that external chatter and stop and say, well, hold on a second. Who are you? And how do you feel being you? Do you, do you love being you? Do you feel comfortable in your own body? Are you tired? Do you need some rejuvenation? Are you happy? Do you, you know, is your soul on fire? Like we don't stop to take the internal journey when we're so busy giving to the world around us. And so a lot of times what happens is there is a external thing that we do where we go and look at self-love as like self-care, right? And so it is taking a look at, you know, self-care as in the, taking care of the body, but it's like, there's so much more, you know? So some women are like, Oh, I love myself. When I was writing that book, Oh, I love myself. I give myself manicures. I, you know, I take baths and it's like, but do you love who you are? Like every day, can you show up and say, wow, I really loved being me today. And it's not for striving for perfection because that's not what it's about, but it really is about becoming the creator of your own story of who you are and not letting the world around you dictate 
the confines of who you need to be for everyone else, right? And so it is, it's really one of those things where I think I thought before I started my own self-love journey, I thought, yeah, no, I'm totally like kicking butt in life and I'm doing really well and this is amazing. And, you know, and I never really stopped to, and I start to talk about that in Powerful as Fuck as well. The awakening moment of like, someone asked me, do you, do you think you're lovable? Because they could see that I didn't, I wasn't operating that way, but I was like really successful and I was making all these accomplishments and I was taking care of everyone else around me, but I wasn't taking care of me. And so Epic Sexy You is really that wake up call to say, hey, put yourself back on your own priority list. Like you not only get to be on your own priority list, but you can be number one on your priority list without that being selfish. And in fact, that is the very thing that the world needs you to do in order for you to be the best you to everyone else around you or else you're just giving from this empty cup. Yes, and and you brought up another really subtle distinction because oftentimes when individuals go into self-love work, initially it is that bubble bath, manicure, you know, honor my own time at certain times or have what I want. And then it goes a little deeper into the truer self-love But then there's this shift sometimes where people then go out and it's about uh, what can I accomplish or who can I impact or they almost project it back out again. So how did you and how do you guide other people to stay anchored in that place of self-love so they don't turn around and project it back out because it's very easy to boomerang right back out and and have the mind convince oneself that they're at a self-love place. Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing comes to the awareness, right? So if we're not aware we're doing something, then we have no opportunity to impact any sort of shift. So just the awareness to say to someone or to say to ourselves, like, okay, I know that there is this there is a a big chance here that I am going to do some subconscious sneaky stuff and I'm going to get uncomfortable sitting in my own self-love and I'm going to then go back into my old pattern or old conditioned habit of empowering others and or giving to others and saying, but this feeds my soul, right? So it's just knowing there are things, and I talk about this in Epic Sexy You, you can create marker points like dummy lights on a dashboard right you know it's like the lights on your car that says oil change right you can create your own goddess alert system is what I called it in that book you can create your own elements of hey what are the signs that I know I'm about to boomerang back out I'm about to take care of everyone else but me right so for me one of the things I talk about in the book is if my nails are not painted or if they're starting to chip, it's actually just a sign. And this is not a universal sign for everyone, but this is just what I noticed when I created the self-awareness for me was like, wow, that is actually my sign. I'm giving, 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 giving. And I haven't even taken 10 minutes to sit still and paint my nails. Right. Cause I like, I have like a hundred different nail colors at home and that I can play with. So it's, it's what else, right? So like if I don't have groceries, a ton of yummy, nourishing, healthy groceries in my refrigerator. It's like, ding, ding, ding. You're, you're giving, you're giving, you're giving, right? And like giving does feed my soul and it feeds a lot of our souls. And, 
I need to make sure I'm giving from a true place of giving, not giving from an empty well. And so it's giving ourselves permission to see what are the things we each need to be aware of in order to stay in that permit. It's like the and you don't have, you don't have to do one or the other. You, you can give to others and to yourself. It's just, we usually forget the and to ourself part. Mm. I love how you define self-love on your own terms. I think self-love really is different for different people. And you support individuals in your Epic Sexy Love, Epic Sexy You book um, in, in really clarifying some of these points as they go through the book. Talk a little bit about how self-love is going to be different for different people. Yeah, I mean, it really just depends on, I mean, that's a hard question to answer because it's it's so unique to every single person I mean I've never worked with people that had the exact same every it's like a thumbprint right like your fingerprint it is completely unique and so you know I don't know I'm just getting a vision of like for someone who maybe owns a motorcycle and to them it's like they're like this badass boss and they just they haven't ridden their motorcycle in a month. That might be their sign. I was talking to someone else um, the other day and she hadn't meditated in three weeks. Like that's her sign that she is not on her own priority list. That is her sign. She's not doing self-love to someone else. It may be painting, right? That may be a way that they express their soul for someone else. You know, for me, I love writing. So if I haven't been doing writing, that could be a sign that, you know, and, and there's also, mm, this is where it gets sticky and sneaky, if I'm writing books, I'm writing for the world. I'm writing for myself too. But if I'm journaling, that's all self-love. That is all for me. Mm. So even the nuances of what the intention, why are you doing what you're doing? If you're painting, but you're painting it for someone else, is that really self-love? And these are the questions we have to ask ourselves or we get to ask ourselves to really identify and explore within ourselves. Are we on our own priority list and is this actually for us or are we lying to ourselves saying it's for us, but really it's for someone else? As a woman, you tend to nurture love and give lots to yourself and to those around you. Sometimes, maybe a lot of times, you might be left feeling depleted, exhausted, spread too thin, and like you are nowhere to be found in your own priority list. Who has the time for that? The roles seem to require giving to everyone and everything else but ourselves. Mother, daughter, sister, wife, girlfriend, friend, grandmother, career powerhouse, Susie Homemaker, maid, chef, mommy, and chauffeur. The list can go on and on, and does it ever end? There's no doubt about it. Giving to others absolutely feeds your soul. Still, there comes a point when you're given all you've got, and then you give some more because that's what you feel like you're supposed to do. But that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be the epic, sexy you. No limits, no rules. This is by Morgan Field, and what I just spoke was from her book, Epic, Sexy You, No Limits, No Rules. You can find out more about her at epicsexyyou.com. And we're going to dive into her latest book, Powerful as Fuck, Own Your Shit and Live the Life of Your Dreams, because it is time to reclaim your birthright of unshakable knowingness of self and worth, to truly and fully live your most epic and legendary life. You can find out more again at epicsexyyou.com. You can learn about her upcoming events, one of which is a Journey to Egypt in 2020, along with her other programs, coaching, and her books. We'll be right back after these messages.
Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Before we dive back into dialogue with my wonderful guest, Morgan Field, I want to announce with excitement uh, the brand new platform, Uh, that is being put together with 1111 alumni, and that is a beautiful string of online courses. I have gone back to many of the guests that you have loved, and we are creating some beautiful, powerful online courses so that you can get a taste of them, get to know them more deeply, and empower yourself with some of the tools and experiences that you're looking for uh, to allow you to connect more deeply with yourself. So definitely check that out also at 1111mag.com, or you can scroll down the page and click the banner at the very, very bottom to put in your information to find out more and find out about each new release that comes out. My guest is Morgan Field, and she is an award-winning intuitive life coach, writer, blogger, soulpreneur, addicted to creating things that will awaken and expand souls. She is leaving a legacy footprint of light and love around the world. And when she isn't channeling spirits, breaking rules, jumping out of planes, swimming with sharks, hosting retreats, or working with clients, she can be found relaxing at home in her glamorous, sparkly gold crown. And um, you will see how vibrant and beautiful she is when you look at the cover of 
of her books, and you will especially see how vibrant and beautiful when you dive into her books. So I invite you to find out more about both of them, Epic Sexy You, No Limits, No Rules, as well as her latest release, Powerful as Fuck, Own Your Shit, Live the Life of Your Dreams. Before we dive into your newer book, um, in the Epic Sexy You book, you talk about uh, power and how certain types of power or love are not really love or power. Um, And I think that's where we need to begin because many times individuals crave what they think is power, but it's often more of a shadowy type of force or um, can sometimes be more of a vampirish leaking from other people rather than a true innate grounding of essence and true power. Uh, speak a little bit to that first before we step into the kind of power that you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, anything that you're trying to derive from the outside world in terms of being powerful or feeling loved, that's where you walk yourself into a lot of shadow energy, a lot of unsustainable, unfulfilling energy portals that will just leave you drained, exhausted. There is a layer of, it's not, it's just not sustainable if you're looking for anything from the outside world, right? So if you are looking to someone else to make you feel loved, if you are looking for someone else to fill the void of emptiness that you have inside of you, if you're looking for someone else to make you feel happy, if you're looking to money to make you feel happy, if you're looking to title or achievement to make you feel happy and fulfilled and powerful, those things are fleeting. Those things are not sustainable and they're not truly anchored inside. And so what you're actually looking for needs to be a journey inside out. But most people, when they're looking for happiness, fulfillment, power, feeling powerful, feeling confident, feeling loved and secured, they take an outside in journey. And it usually takes a very long time. Some people I've seen in their 70s awaken and go, okay, this outside in journey thing isn't working. Let me go internal. But the true power and love and joy and happiness that you're seeking is actually inside. So it's a journey inside out. And then you're able to actually, the irony is when you take the journey inside whether it's the journey of Epic Sexy You, which is going to take you through this really profound self-love and self-discovery and really figuring out who you are and what lights you up and making yourself a priority in your own life sustainably and experiencing the joy, or whether you take the powerful as fuck journey, where that book really helps you unleash the mastery of truly knowing that you are your you are responsible for everything going on in your life that what ends up happening is, is you start creating this really unshakable foundation of who you are. And then you build your entire outside life based on the truth of who you are. And no matter what happens in the world around you, nothing can shake the core confidence of who you actually are inside and who you 
it's like when you're when you are activating the internal creator, the master creator that you are, the outside world just becomes this playful way to reflect what's going on inside, but it doesn't actually control you. Whereas if you're outside looking for happiness and money and love, then you're attached to the form, you're attached to that paycheck, you're attached to that person. And then that means if those things go away, so do your happiness. And so it's really about taking the journey inside so that you can have an unshakable foundation to build on. That's beautifully said. And I know in the Epic Sexy You book, you talk a little bit about, um, particularly when you're defining sexy and how um, it can bring about shame. And when we look for things outside and then it turns sour, oftentimes shame can be a result of that. So I'm really thrilled that you you brought up the fact that it is the the inside that we are are to gain everything from. Before we go into more of your book Powerful as Fuck, do talk a little bit about defining sexy and the correlation or position that shame takes and how we deal with that um, in moving through because I think guilt and shame are probably the two heavy places that individuals do need to uh, investigate and overcome as they move closer into steps of empowerment and ownership. Yeah, I, again, that that creation, Epic Sexy You, it named itself, but the way that it named itself was I was doing life coaching one-on-one sessions with a bunch of different people, and I noticed that each woman that I was working with kept saying after like a month or two of being into their coaching journey, they were like, wow, this is, they were either saying for the first time in my life, I feel sexy. Or they were saying, I feel like I finally reconnected to my sexy, right? So it's like getting your sexy back. And it was interesting, or they would use the word beautiful, But it was interesting because what was happening is sexy is a word that when I am out in the world and I'm using it or when people see the business card and it says Epic Sexy You or when people see my credit card and it says Epic Sexy You, oftentimes the interaction is one where like I remember being at a hotel and checking in and the guy saw the card and he looked at me and he blushed and he started giggling. And I was like, Sexy doesn't mean sex. (laughs) Sexy, and that's what I talk about in the book, sexy doesn't mean sexual, although there's also nothing wrong with that either, but why is this such a taboo word? And so I think it's really beautiful that both of the books have been asked to leverage things that are typically taboo to take the power away from it because shame can only exist when you're in secrecy or when you're in avoidance or when you're um, not truly embracing whatever it is. And so to actually talk about sexy, to give ourselves permission to actually define it for ourselves, it takes it back from what has been in some ways owned in the patriarchy energies where somehow someone else, like someone who created the dictionary, right? A man who created the dictionary decided the energy of what that word was going to be. And then it was something that actually just got created over and over and over again in our experiences where if you are feminine, if you are owning your power, if you are sexy, if you are confident, And if we use that word sexy, that somehow that means there's something bad or it gets tied up in like slut shaming. And 
versus us just giving ourselves permission to say, hold on a second, what would allow you to feel good in your own skin? What would allow you to love being who you are? And that requires us to go inside and also to take a look at ownership and responsibility of how are we taking care of ourselves and how are we not taking care of ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and how does that impact how we feel about ourselves? And so what happens is if we... What I, what I see a lot of times is when people start to give themselves permission to put themselves on their own priority list, their body on their own priority list, it's like, well, maybe this time taking care of myself, I, I see this a lot with moms, right? Where it's like, it's taking away from my children. And so it's the guilt. Mom guilt is real. It's a really interesting thing. I've watched a lot of friends get married and have kids and just really shift out of giving themselves permission to keep their own body on their own priority list, to keep their own confidence and their own love on their own priority list. And then, and then they don't want to talk about the guilt that gets kicked up. And so then they start spiraling into shame. And then even so like for myself and interacting with it, I have a lot of people who want to label who are almost like triggered by the amount of confidence that I have and they want to label it as arrogance. And so I get their shame projected onto me. Mm -hmm. Right. Instead of just me realizing. And so this happens like we get to be confident. And if that triggers other people, you're welcome. Because all that is that trigger is actually telling you if you're feeling shame or guilt around not, it's like it's just telling you that you're not giving yourself permission to go somewhere that your soul and your heart and your body and your mind actually do kind of want to go. They're kind of curious. If we're triggered by something, it's actually an invitation. It's a portal. It's asking, it's inviting us to come in and sit with it and play. And so I think what happens is guilt and shame of just creates this avoidance of even going in there. Mm, that's true. Very powerful. And I want to move into your new book. Uh, and you have throughout your book, uh, which is titled Powerful as Fuck, Own Your Shit, Live the Life of Your Dreams. You have power quotes, quotes throughout it um, that really do help to set up more of what you're talking about. You also have what you call power plays that support individuals in moving through questions and um, taking ownership for the different things that they're feeling. And so one of your power quotes is by Jen Sincero, and she says, so often we pretend we have made a decision when what we have really done is sign up to try until it gets too uncomfortable. And you follow up with a way to take your power back, and you say true power is a choice. Will you dare to dive into the unshakable depths of awakening, or will you live a life on the surface? Are you ready to choose your dreams over your fears. That moment of choice is oftentimes the biggest hurdle for an individual uh, because sometimes the fears, they allow them to weigh them down so much that they don't spread the wings to fly towards the dreams. How does one switch from the choice of their fears to the choice of their dreams? Yeah, I'm writing about this in the third book because the third book is a call to lightworkers and solopreneurs who are really looking to leave 
their imprint on the world and, and create businesses that are soul led. And in order to do that, you have to shift from subconsciously choosing smallness into choosing hugeness. Right. And one of the things I, I, which is the same thing, right. Choosing fear is choosing smallness, choosing your dreams is choosing to, to engineer strategically engineer hugeness into your own life and every aspect of it. It's sometimes what happens is we look, and I've fallen prey to this as well. Sometimes what happens is we look at it as a destination. I'm either there or I'm not. And then we beat ourselves up when we're not there. And so then we stop trying. How convenient, right? It's actually a beautiful way for us to detour ourselves, derail, and not actually align consciously one choice at a time with our dreams. And so a way that it is more digestible is to actually just look at it as a choice in every single moment. And so it's the same thing that we were talking about earlier. How do you make a change? You create awareness around it. You say to yourself in each moment, it's about instead of sleepwalking, you're consciously navigating your life. Instead of doing things out of habit and pattern, you're saying, okay, what do I want to create and what are the actions aligned with that? And so looking at it as a spectrum, if today you're on one end of the spectrum that's closer to living life in fear then what is one step towards living life in your dreams? What is one choice that would walk you towards? So you're like leaning towards, you're walking towards your dreams, right? But it doesn't mean all or nothing. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean like all day, every day, I have to be going towards my dreams or I'm failing. And I think that's where people give up on themselves and they sign up to try instead of signing up to truly be and do whatever it is that they came here to be and leave their imprint of light and greatness and or just to get to experience who they authentically are in their soul and their their core soul's essence is in consciously one choice at a time saying, okay, in this moment, what would it look like if I chose my dreams instead of fear? Morgan Field says in her new book, Powerful as Fuck, take your power back. Swap your shoulds for desires. Ask yourself what it is you really want. No matter where you are in life or what you choose to do, there is a way to do it that does not entail losing yourself. If you do not love who you are, what you do, how you spend your days, and who you spend your days with, and if you are not proud of how you are showing up every single day, then you will be eternally lost. You will find yourself constantly seeking a path to power that leads you on a never-ending search for fulfillment. With this approach to life, true fulfillment will show up about as often as and be as fleeting as a solar eclipse. It may show up every few years and last for mere moments. While your story is not going to be the same as Morgan Fields, you most certainly have had your own version of conditioning from the outside world. And deep down, you do know this doesn't serve you. So what do you do? You take your power back. Where are you getting in your own way? Where are you blocking your full experience of the prismatic possibilities of what owning your power can actually be like? 
Join me in the next segment when we return back with Morgan Field, an award-winning intuitive life coach, writer, blogger, and soulpreneur, to find out more about who you can anchor into a more epic, sexy you and be as powerful as fuck. You can find out more at epicsexyyou.com. Look up all that she's doing in terms of coaching, events, as well as an upcoming trip to Egypt. We'll be right back after these messages. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. An epic, sexy life is your birthright. When you own your power, you are comfortable in your own skin. Nothing and no one can take that away from you. We are sexy. We are meant to embrace sexy, to feel sexy, and to be sexy in our own skin. In order to do this, you need to create your own definition of the word, one that empowers you to feel comfortable and confident, fierce and free. Find a new definition of sexy that leaves you feeling liberated, accepted, and loved. And choose a definition that unleashes your inner sex kitten on your own terms, not somebody else's idea of sexy. That is from Morgan Field's book, Epic Sexy You, No Limits, No Rules. 
And we are talking about her new book, Powerful as Fuck, Own Your Shit, Live the Life of Your Dreams. You can find out more about all of her wonderful offerings at epicsexyu.com. Also connect with her on Instagram and Facebook and any social media outlets uh, and follow her and discover how to empower yourself even more. Why do you avoid the power and do you avoid the responsibility as well? Morgan, it is tied together, according to your book. Um, the avoidance of power and responsibility uh, can be the, uh, the reasons that individuals do not step fully into their essence and their full expression. And I think, you know, on this planet, probably the one thing that every single person has in common is they want to live their true purpose on this planet. And that purpose can be anything, but it does require us to truly anchor into fully owning ourselves and owning the responsibility for our lives and the things that have happened. You talk a bit about blaming um, Mm. as one of the ways to avoid uh, responsibility and, and that responsibility is somehow the same thing as accepting the fault or blame for specific things. Speak a little bit more about this particular part of your book. Yeah, so a lot of times the way that we get in our own way of our own expansion, our own next level, our own breakthrough, our own healing, our own expansion into just absolute magical next level yumminess is we associate responsibility, like taking responsibility for our lives as taking fault. And there, it's not the same. Responsibility is not fault, right? So like one of the things I talk about in the book is something could have happened to you in your childhood and it wasn't your fault, but your respo- it is impacting your life now and it is absolutely your responsibility to figure out a way to heal it. But you didn't, create it per se, right? It wasn't like something that as a child, now granted, I mean, I believe we we, we do create these things. We sign up for these things before we come down to this planet and, and play, right? But at the same time, like the human you in that moment did not create trauma points in childhood and or confusion points in childhood that are still running your life as an adult. But now that you're an adult and you have a fully developed brain, it is your responsibility to figure out ways to interact with that and heal that energy so that it doesn't rule you and rule your life. And so a lot of times people play the victim role. So I talk about uh, an entire section in Powerful as Fuck about avatars, about the different versions of ourselves that show up and get in our way. And one of those is who I affectionately refer to as Victima, you know, or Victimo for gentlemen. It's essentially our victim self, the parts of us, the codes that are embedded into our our bodies, our human um, genetics, right? It's like turning off the victim code. And when you take responsibility for your own healing, for your own development, for your own actions, your own happiness, your own lack of happiness, your own finances, when you take full responsibility for everything in your life and you stop being a victim, thinking life is happening to you, that is when you're able to step into this absolute master creator role. But you can't do that if you're associating responsibility with fault. And then the ego wants to be right 
And it's about, well, this is your fault. This is my fault. I see this a lot in um, with relationships too, right? Is if your intention is to be right, then you're going to be potentially missing the boat on the intention of connecting with the other person. And so if you're looking at I'm taking responsibility equals I am owning fault, then you're not actually able to create the bridge and the conduit of connection to the other person. But if you say, hey, okay, I'm an active participant in this, whether it's, you know, if you're in a relationship, it's like, hey, you're both creating this together. You're both being an active participant. Find what is yours and focus on that and create the shifts that you can stop focusing so much on the other person. If you're like, this is how you need to change, this is what you need to change, the blaming, right? This is your fault, then you're actually just wasting that energy. Whereas if you use the exact same amount of energy and you spend it on, what can I do? How am I being an active participant in this? What is my part? Then you can create shift with that same amount of energy. And then that energy actually compounds in the direction of breakthroughs and healing and shifting and connecting as opposed to just draining it right out the door. Oftentimes, I think one of the things that keeps people from their power or uh, even in evolving relationships is this need to control and what you call an addiction to certainty. Mm. Uh, the, the, the unknown is, is the place that many people fear. And they want to have that certain outcome, have that certainty of, you know, this, th- at least this life I know. I don't know what that life would look like. Speak a little bit about the addiction to certainty and how moving more into the unknown might be the steps to power that an individual's life really needs. Yeah, I, I giggle because it's, even when you have awareness, you're doing it and it's there. And so it's just kind of this funny humorous interaction um that that we have with our own addiction to certainty so yeah it's like well I'm I know how to manage this bag of mess right I know how to manage this chaos I've been in this chaos I've already navigated it yeah it's painful it's probably not what I want it doesn't light me up whether it's the relationship whether it's a job whether it's your own business and the direction that you're going in and it no longer lights you up, whatever it is, it's like, yeah, but the certainty of I know how to handle it, the certainty of even the actual pain I'm experiencing, I've kind of, it's kind of, it's not comfortable. We call it comfortable, but it's familiar. (laughs) I know how to navigate it. You know, I see this a lot with relationships where we get into relationships that mirror our whatever we experienced with our caregivers in our childhood. And it's not that it's comfortable. It's not comfortable. It's painful oftentimes, right? But it's familiar. It's what we know. And so we actually know how to navigate it. And so we need to give ourselves permission to spend more time focusing on what do you want? What do you want? Like, what do you actually want? Because you can't even begin to walk out of the addiction to certainty, if you don't have a compelling enough, juicy, yummy, powerful vision to pull you through the discomfort of leaving that portal of certainty. And so it's really like, okay, but what, 
do you want to experience in a relationship? What do you want your business to feel like, to look like? And starting to actually focus more and more and more on, I mean, it's the same thing we talked about before the break. Like, what is one choice that you can make that will lead you there? This is not about taking huge leaps, although sometimes you that will be required of you. But it's really, we're overcomplicating it. It's really like, what is one choice? What is one decision that can walk you into more of what you want? And understanding, yes, you are going to feel the fear. You feel the fear and you do it anyways. It's actually one of the most common questions I get or one of the most common phrases I hear, and I talk about this in the book too, is, oh, it must be nice. I'm like, must be nice for what? And they're like, well, must be nice that you don't have any fear. (laughs) And um, it's like this illusion that we create when we watch people living lives that are the lives that we would be really excited to engage in and to live. We, We see other people in the unknown of life, and we convince ourselves that somehow they are not experiencing fear or that somehow their interaction with the unknown is different than ours. And it's not true. The truth is that person has a relationship with fear where they have decided to lean into the things that make them uncomfortable. They have decided to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And that is actually how you get to create a life where you're not in certainty a hundred percent of the time, right? Where it's like you get to one step at a time, work towards the delight, the things that delight you, which means that you have to surrender and let go of the control. Mm, I know. I think in my own experience, I have found that fear and excitement often go hand in hand. Yes. And if you can embrace both, then it allows for the steps into uncertainty and the unknown to become an exhilarating experience rather than being trapped by the fear. We only have a couple of minutes left, Morgan, and I want you to talk a little bit about the intersection of desire, empowerment, and safety, because there is a need, a human need to feel safe. And yet we do have desire and we are here to be as powerful as fuck. Yeah, I mean, the safety really does come in the one choice at a time, one step at a time. Like, make it safe. There is safety in simplicity, right? It's like giving yourself permission to realize chunk it down to something little that doesn't completely overwhelm you and giving yourself permission to say, okay, what might, so this goes back to juxtaposition, taking two things that don't typically go together and putting them together. Okay, well, what might safety and leaning into fear look like? It's just, we don't usually ask ourselves that because it feels so scary to walk into fear. And so it's like, okay, well, if you were to give yourself permission to create some structures of safety inside of leaning into fear, what might that actually look like for you? Like a lot and they both get to exist. You get to, you get to have your dreams and you get to have security, but it's not the illusionary security that a nine to five, $250,000 paycheck gives you, right? Like maybe the safety is actually the safety of the peace of actually getting to finally be who I am 
and show up authentically as who I am in the world. That actually creates so much more safety for me. And so it actually is about redefining safety to be in alignment with where you want to go in the new direction versus having the safety be aligned with the old definition that is what actually keeps you tied to certainty and the illusionary security of the life as it is in familiarity. It's time to take your power back. Morgan Field says that freedom is found in what is counter-instinctual and yet completely intuitive. Own it all unapologetically. If you're hiding anything at all, you're not actually going to experience what true freedom is. Find out more about her and all of the wonderful things she's doing, including her books, her events, her coaching, and her upcoming event to Egypt at epicsexyu.com. And join me next week when my guest is Sarah McCrum, and we're going to talk about love money because money loves you. Find out what money has to say to you. Thank you, Morgan, for being on 1111 Talk Radio, and thank you to all my listeners. In love, of love, with love, and as love, I am Simran. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality. Your heart to greater compassion and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.